Nationalist Sport, Allianz Hurling League Division 2A. Report by Kieran Murphy. Up and running, Carlo make winning start under new manager Mullally. Carlo, three goals and 19 points. Wicklow, 17 points. The pressure was on Carlo in the first round National Hurling League Division 2A encounter in Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday. Coming down from Division 1B and with the experience of playing at a higher level than their Garden County opponents for a number of years now, they were expected to win and win comfortably. This they did, and while they weren't perfect, they would have taken an 11-point win if you had given it to them at the start of the game. Both sides created half chances early on, with Wicklow playing into the scoreboard end of the ground that little bit sharper. Yet, it was Carlo who opened the scoring with a Chris Nolan point on six minutes. John Michael Nolan followed up when he pounced and punished a loose clearance to extend the lead with an opportunistic point. Carlo liked to extend opponents with a short passing game, but when they did go long, the Wicklow defence lapped up loose ball with the home side seeming to forget they were playing with only two in the full forward line. Picked at number 14, Kevin MacDonald foraged on his own half-back line while also fitting in as a third midfielder at times. It is something that will surely be looked at when the management team settle down in front of the video during the week. Three points in succession from Chris Nolan, Craig Wall and Marty Kavna put Carlo five points up before Christopher Moorhouse converted an 11th minute free for Wicklow. The full forward ended up with a total of eight points from placed balls in the first half, which helped his side get within two points of Carlo on 24 minutes. The home side pushed on from there to lead out with four frees on the trot from Kavna, with his brother Jack also finding the post from play. While this surge would have pleased the management team, they would have been less than happy to see Carlo concede easy possession and result in frees on two occasions, which gave Moorhouse two more frees which he duly converted. A 13 points to 8 points lead marginally flattered the home side. They upped the ante from the second half throw-in, with James Doyle bursting down the left wing, but having been forced wide, his shot found its way across in front of goal, with no one coming in from the right to make contact. Three minutes later, Doyle's St Mullins clubman Marty Kavna showed how to do it, when he wormed his way past two defenders and with the deftest of touches flicked the ball past the advancing keeper. It probably would have crossed the line, but the Schlitter rolled over the line having made contact with an outstretched defender's hurl. Even with 30-plus minutes to go, from a Wicklow point of view, that was the killer goal. Craig Wall scored his second point and Owen McCormick replied for the visitors with an excellent point under pressure. The Kavanagh brothers both registered a point apiece, while Daniel Staunton replied with a point from play for Wicklow. The second Carlo goal on 54 minutes was made by John Michael Nolan, who found Marty Kavanagh with a short but high ball into the edge of the small square. The St Mullins man rose high, collected, and after making space to swing his hurl, he found the net once again. At times, Wicklow looked as if they must wilt, but they never threw in the towel. Andy O'Brien had come on with 26 minutes left. In that time, he contributed three points from play. Michael Boland also scored two points. 
Some of the scores were from acute angles from both left and right-hand sides of the pitch. Michael Lee also pointed. Wicklow finished strongly, registering the last five points of the game. That showed a measure of character. While it might remind Carlo they should be playing for the full 70 minutes. On the other hand, the winners did what they had to do, not without a degree of panache. Who was it that said, a lot done, more to do? The Carlo team. Brian Tracy, Dion Wall, Paul Doyle, Michael Doyle, Ger Cody, David English, Kevin MacDonald, Ross Smithers, one goal, Jack Kavanagh, two points, John Michael Nolan, two points, Aaron Amond, James Doyle, Craig Wall, three points. Marty Kavanagh, two goals and nine points, eight from freeze. Chris Nolan, three points, one from a free. Subs, Owen Hosey for Amond, 48 minutes. Jack McCullough for Jay Doyle, 56 minutes. Gary Lawler for D. Wall, 59 minutes. Tony Lawler for MacDonald, 68 minutes. Niall Bulger for M. Doyle, 68 minutes. The Wicklow team. Keen Staunton, Warren Kavanagh, Michael Mangan, Martin O'Brien, Gary Byrne, John Henderson, Podrick Dorn, Sean Cranley, Luke Evans, Daniel Staunton, two points, one from a free, Andy Walsh, Mark Lennon, Owen McCormick, one point, Christopher Moorhouse, eight points from freeze, Michael Boland, two points, subs, Jack Doyle for Lennon, 42 minutes, Michael Lee, one point, for Moorhouse, 42 minutes. Andy O'Brien, three points, for Walsh, 44 minutes. David Maloney, for Kavanagh, 52 minutes. Wayne Kinsler for Evans, 69 minutes. The referee, Shane Hines from Galway. And the latest results. Carlo, three goals and 19 points. Wicklow, 17 points. Kerry, four goals and 18 points. Down, 19 points. Offaly, three goals and 25 points. Meath, three goals and nine points. And the next fixtures. Saturday the 15th of May. Wicklow versus Meath, 3pm, Ockram. And on Sunday on the 16th of May, Down versus Carlow, 1pm at Ballycran. Offaly versus Kerry, 2pm, Tullamore. Mullally pleased with winning start. Carlow manager Tom Mullally was a happy man on Sunday. He came looking for a result, and while the performance wasn't perfect, his side picked up two league points. He couldn't have asked for more. At the end of the day, we had three weeks' preparation. Three weeks together. There were questions there which we were unsure of in relation to attitude, touch, striking, how organised we are. You see games yesterday evening throughout the country that have different levels of performance. But we are quite happy today to get the two points, he said. Carlo had to make a change just before the off. In the second last drill before they took their positions, starting midfielder Kieran Whelan clipped against his club colleague David English and hit the ground. He was subsequently reported to have suffered a serious leg injury and was subsequently taken to Waterford Hospital by ambulance. James Doyle replaced him. Later in the game, Carlo brought on five substitutes. Many of the replacements on Sunday are only in their first full season with the senior hurlers. With the first 70 minutes, I don't think everybody was going to be 100% fit. It was important, where possible, to get players in. We were practical and fair to everybody. Kieran was a big loss. We were looking forward to seeing his performance today, 
he had been going well in training for us. For the first time of the campaign, it was a case of asking players to adapt after a limited training programme. These things happen. That is why you have panels and that is why you have people in training, said Mullally. We have had a couple of injuries and nothing that can't be sorted over time. Obviously, with the first three weeks back, they have been training on their own so they can start making contact. We will get there. Now it is a long trip up north to Ballycran GAA grounds next weekend. It is never easy for any team going to Down. Our focus is Down now and we do know Down have targeted this game. It is the second game. None of these performances are going to be perfect. We have to be very realistic about it. We have to deal with what is happening on any given day. Nolan proud to lead out Carlow. John Michael Nolan captained the Carlow team on Sunday. If there was a doubt about the extent of his loss when Carlow played Kerry in the Joe McDonough Cup last year, then his performance against Wicklow here illustrated what Carlow missed when the going was tough that day in Tralee. The post-match persona belies the superb competitiveness when he takes a hurl in his hand. He bosses his own patch and is a standout target for the puckout and he makes his presence felt when he moves into someone else's space. He scored two points on Sunday in the first half and those points were needed as his side came to terms with the pace of the game in the opening quarter. He enjoyed captaining the team at the weekend. It is nice to get the nod to be given the chance to lead out the team. It is only for today, it's not for the year. It is the start of the year and we haven't worked on that yet. Look, I was delighted to get the nod, he confirmed, before going on to analyse the team's performance. We knew coming out we only had three weeks of training. A lot of it was running work and stuff like that. The first touch and all we knew it wasn't going to be 100%. We are setting ourselves a standard for the year to work to, and we knew if we can get curve up to there, that would be great. It was never going to happen the first day going into the game, he pointed out. He accepted the error level at times might have been higher than they would have liked. Regards mistakes during the game, we didn't dwell on them, which was good. We hit a few wides, but tipped over a few points afterwards. Carlo put up a decent scoring total. The wind blowing from behind the stands and and ever so slightly towards the scoreboard favoured Wicklow in the first half. Yet the home side never gave their opponents a whiff of a goal chance. Not in the first half and certainly not in the second period. At the other end they put up a total which would have won many matches. 3.19 is a good score and if you look back at the game we left a few behind us at the same time. That will all come. It was a good game for us. It was our first 70 minutes hurling. We had no practice game. I suppose this game couldn't have gone any better for us. I know there were mistakes, but we were expecting it. It's off to Ballygalget in County Down next week at Ballycran GAA's pitch on the Ards Peninsula. There are two routes, into Belfast and loop down onto the peninsula, or go to Downpatrick onto the port near Strangford and into the boat to Port Ferry. The players will travel individually by car on Saturday and will stay over ahead of Sunday's game against last year's Christie Ring Cup runners-up. It is a daunting trip. Down had to travel to Kerry last weekend where they lost 4 goals and 18 points to 19 points. 
they will be bent on getting their league challenge back on track against Carlo. Nolan hasn't played up there before. I know it is going to be tough going. The northern teams we know down through the years are tough. We won't be expecting anything easy up there. Alliance Football League Division 4 South Unique season throws up unique opportunities. Article by Ger McNally We thought the 2020 season was a strange one, but circumstances have dictated that, if anything, the 2021 season will be even more unique. Certainly when it comes to the Alliance Football League and particularly in Division 4 South where Carlo have been drawn. Saturday evening's opponents Waterford are also there, along with Wexford. But because London aren't competing in this year's league due to Covid restrictions, it's the only section across the four divisions with three teams. Two of the trio will go forward to the semi-finals, which means, theoretically, Carlo could be promoted to Division 3 for the next season after winning just two games. It's a unique set of circumstances that is unlikely to be repeated. Niall Carew knows this, even if he is targeting results in both games against Waterford and Wexford, but equally he is aware that if Carlo sends this opportunity, then so too will the other teams in the group. We'll have to get a result in both games to make sure of going through, because you don't want to be relying on scoring difference. We need three points at least from the two games to be sure of going through. Waterford are probably the most underrated team in the division. They always get a couple of wins, and generally, they get a result against the top teams. They're a good football team. They have a new management team, so I have no doubt they will be chomping at the bit. They'll fancy their chances. They'll see it as a big opportunity to make a league semi-final themselves. We'll go down and give them absolutely 100% respect. We'll work hard and try to enforce our game plan to get a result said Carew of the county that he managed in 2013 and 2014 seasons. As he prepares for the new season, Carew feels the two games that Carlo played towards the end of last year have been invaluable in getting his feet under the table in a new county. We were lucky to have the Sligo game in the league last year and the championship game against Offaly because that gave us a chance to see lads in action. We've really kicked on since then in the way that we want to play. I've enjoyed it so far and I think the lads have too. We've been firm but fair with them. They are buying into it and what we need now is a win against Waterford to keep the momentum going, he said. Carew has added Aero Og trio, Jordan Lowry, Richie Mann and Cormac Mullins to his squad, along with Palatine's Jason Kane. Long-term injuries will rule Niall Quinlan, Lee Walker and Kuba Budic out for the season, but Carew is pleased to have a relatively clean bill of health going into Saturday's game in Dungarvan. The two Bambricks have just slight hamstring injuries. They might make the first round of the league, but if not, they'll be okay after that. We've been lucky. Kieran Nolan, our SNC coach, has done a great job in getting the lads back along with his brother Gary, who is our physio. We're really listening to them because they are the experts in that area and they are confident the lads are in a good place, he said. We're looking forward to the league now. None of us know what is going to happen, but talking to some managers, everyone thinks their team is going well. We are very pleased with what we have done since we came back. 
The boys have put in a huge shift and they are in a good shape. We won't know where we are until we play the first two league games, but we think we're in a good place, said Carew. As much as Carew would love to get Carlo promoted to Division 3, his main aim is progression in this year's championship. But he knows that momentum for the Leinster first-round clash with Longford at the end of June can be built up through the league. Longford are a good side, another one that is underrated. They are knocking between Division 2 and 3. They have the Leinster club champions from two years ago. They are a really decent side, and we'll have to be at our best to beat them, and we know that. We're hoping to get momentum from the league and to kick on then, he said. Camogie, National League Preview, article by Kieran Murphy. Glad to be back. You can hear it in Kate Nolan's voice, the joy of being back in the field with her inter-county colleagues. Last Thursday, the Michael Stalworth and battle-hardened inter-county camogie player headed back down home from Dublin for a training session with Carlo. She cannot wait for their first game away to Waterford, while Carlo then have two home games against Clare and Limerick. I am delighted. I really am. I am feeling very good about it this year. All good. All very positive, she said joyously. It wasn't her first evening back, but after such a long time away from the field, each training session is embraced as if it was her first one back after the restrictions have been lifted. Delighted. It was a long time coming. We didn't know whether we would be back or not, so it was great. I suppose everyone was a bit anxious to get back. We have a lot of new girls, and it is a bit of the unknown for all of us, she says. Speaking of the unknown, Carlo are taking on Waterford in their opening Division 3 Group 2 game away from home on Saturday. After that, in consecutive weeks, they welcome the Clare and Limerick teams. We never really came up against Watford or any of the teams we are playing. They are different to what were the usual suspects, e.g. Leash and Wexford. You want to be playing these matches and are under no illusions it is going to be tough. We will give it a really good go, Kate promises, while welcoming the suggestion Camogie playing numbers in the county are soaring. The new clubs like Satanta and Kildavan, who have just started, are really welcome, she points out. It hasn't been a huge problem in Carlow so far, but at national level the Camogie and Ladies Football Associations are set to clash over how their fixtures are arranged. There is talk of making life easier for the dual player, but talk is talk, and the situation needs to be seriously addressed. I haven't thought about it too much, admits Kate, who acknowledges it is a talking point nationally at club and inter-county level every year. It doesn't directly affect me, but it does affect those who are doubling up. Someone like Rachel Sawyer. It is a lot for her to be choosing from one to the other. We have two matches at home, Clare and Limerick. From the Camogie side, we are being facilitated very well at local level. The same for the footballers in Carlo, but at national level, it is out of our hands. She says she would like to know who Carlo are playing in the championship while clarity on that might give an indication about when club action might start. For us, it is still up in the air a bit. We still don't know our fixtures, championship, at county and club level, she says. In the meantime, the inter-county players can look forward to the white heat of competitive battle. Last year, they were dealing with restrictions being imposed and the danger of the spread of COVID. 
This time, restrictions are being eased and there is a feeling the vaccination programme and people following the guidelines will help to gradually reopen sports at all levels. All we know is that for the next three weeks we have our league. We did well last year. It will be interesting to see how well we will go this year. All I can say, we are delighted to be back playing and we will give it a good go. Everyone is in the same boat. It is new to everybody. We're all in it together, Kate concludes.